Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. Uh, this is Ask Daydon Advice Lunch Hour. Uh, today I want to talk a little bit about uh, this whole uh, Roseanne Barr situation. I want to talk about uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, you know, he's been in this whole Me Too movement. Um, you know, just a lot of lot of talk in, in the news uh, about just, you know, how people are conducting themselves, you know, whether it's sexual accusations, whether it's racist comments, tweets, things like that. There's just a lot of things going on that I wanted to uh, address. A lot of this stuff is being fueled by the media, and, um, you know, I don't necessarily agree with all of it, so I want to talk about that. Uh, what else is going on? We have the NBA playoffs going on, LeBron, and this whole, you know, is he the greatest of all time? It's, you know, touch on that a little bit, a uh, little hip-hop. Uh, beef going on with uh, Drake and Pusha T. So I want to talk about, you know, keep it keep it light today. Um, and also uh, a little bit of Donald Trump. You know, Donald Trump has been in the news for uh, having a conversation with Kim Kardashian and, and this whole, uh, you know, this whole the whole backlash, you know, about that. And, you know, Kanye West met him with him a few months ago. And um, there was some talk about, uh, uh, was it Meek Mill uh, sitting down with Donald Trump, and, and you know, and he was, you know, convinced not to do that by Jay Z. So I just want to talk about a lot of this stuff. It's just, I, you know, I'm 40 years old, guys, and I don't remember things in this country ever being this. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? This, uh, you know, divided. Um, this you know, social media driven, you know, we just live in such a, in a society where everything is, it's like, it's a show, you know, it's like everything is about ratings. Everything is about advertising dollars. Nobody, nobody's being real. You know, we're, we're literally being programmed to, to think and believe certain things. And it, it's really, um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I've never seen anything like it. And so, I, you know, that's what I want to talk about a little bit today. I just got a good uh, Ask State on Advice question a little bit later on uh, that I want to uh, address from a young woman uh, looking for some advice. So uh, today's show, guys, brought to you, as always, by Tolbert Relationship Counseling. Uh, you can call 855-55-DATON or email AskDATON uh, Gmail, as well as my new book, Redefining Greatness, The Virtuous Woman's Guide to Love. So I'm going to start off with, 
with, with, with, with little little politics. You know, shout out to everybody who tuned into my my special last week on the royal wedding and just everything that had been going on. Uh, you know, surrounding that, the conversations on race and complexion and princesses. You know, so you know a lot of people have been tuning into that throughout the course of the week. So uh, shout out to you guys. Um, in that show, I talked a little bit about um, the government and, and about uh, gun control, this whole thing on gun control. I talked about the, the latest shooting over in Santa Fe and, you know, just what I thought needed to happen, you know, surrounding security, you know, and surrounding safety of these of these kids. And, you know, one of the things that I, you know, here's the thing. I'm all about positivity. You know, I'm all about change. I'm all about progress. So I feel like, you know, if that means, you know, sitting down with a principal, if that means, you know, sitting down with mentors and the school systems and teachers and things like that to figure out what can be done uh, to, to help our kids be safer, to help our kids get better education, like that's, that's what I'm all about doing. And I don't care who's sitting on the other side of that table, uh, whether that's Democrats, Republicans, whoever, you know, because for me, if it's, you, you can't have progress, you can't have change, uh, without, you know, working together with people who you may or may not see eye to eye on, you may or may not, you know, agree with. So that's that's how I feel on that. So I was talking about on that show that I feel like, you know, we, we need to have, you know, metal detectors, you know, in all schools, not just in the hood, but just all, you know, across the board, metal detectors. If you go into a school, you have to pass through a metal detector, period. You know, that's just, that's how it should be, especially, you know, a public school. Publicly funded schools need to be that's that just needs to be put in place. I don't care what the cost is, and I think we'll that will help. I don't think that will solve the problem, but I think that will uh, that will definitely help uh, as well as you know increasing you know uh, the the number of security guards things like that. Let's do it. Why not? So and that's you know I talked a lot about that last week. Uh, definitely check out that show if you if you missed it. Uh, all shows are archived on iTunes as well as DaytonTolbertShow.com. Now. One of the things that I was saying online was that this whole, you know, prison reform, every, everyone's talking about prison prison reform. You know, what does that mean? That the, the criminal justice system, uh, you know, is, 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 uh, is horrible. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on out here that is um, not fair. There's a lot of things that are going on out here that are um, unjust, that are you know, uh, policies have been put in place that are racist. Um, and and I, I believe, I want to be clear, I believe that things that need to happen uh, to change that system, to make our, our system more fair, uh, a lot of these these things have been put in place by the by the, the Clinton administration, like, you know what I mean, like, in, in, in many administrations, uh, you know, since then. You know, now all of that said, uh, we find ourselves in a situation now where, Things are worse, all right? Things are worse than they've ever been. You know, we have people, uh, you know, sitting in jail on par- parole for, you know, crime. You know what I'm saying? Just like sitting in jail for, for parole violations. We have people being wrongfully committed, or excuse me, in jail for crimes they've been wrongfully accused of, um, you know, just all types of things. Um, and, and I believe our, our system is in serious need of change. Our system is in serious need of reform. I mean, not just the criminal justice system, not just the, the prison system, but this country, you know, whether it's immigration, 
whether it's, you know, just everything, you know, the school systems. Um, I and, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not one of these people that feels like everything is, you know, it should just be the, the, the criminal justice system should be uh, more lenient. I'm not one of these people. I think there are certain things in place that could be tweaked, that could be changed, but I also feel like we should be tougher on criminals, okay? I feel like um, there are a lot of people who should be in jail who are not in jail. I feel like there are a lot of people who have been in jail and have been let out of jail that should not be let out of jail, all right? And, and so I'm I'm not one of these people, like, you know, that's on board with this whole way of thinking that says, let's just let everybody out, let's, let's be, you know, more lenient on crime and, you know, I feel like crime is at an all-time high. Now, I feel like it is, you know, whether it's violent, you know, shootings, murders, burglaries, rapes, uh, just, you know, home invasions, carjacking. Things like I mean, these are people, I don't, there it should be no parole. There should be no three strikes. There should be, if you commit that type of crime, if you, you know, for example, a seven-year-old girl was, was shot here in Philadelphia yesterday or the day before. I think the day before, a seven-year-old girl. The week before that, you know, somebody shot up a, a prom celebration. You know, so they were seeing, the, you know, a couple off on their prom, and, and somebody just fired in, in, into into the crowd, killing a young man who was probably sixteen or seventeen years old, just there to see his friend off on the prom. A seven-year-old girl was shot this week. I I feel like those are the types of things that should be getting national attention. Those are the types of things that people should be rallying about. Um, and I don't believe that, and I don't think that there's anything in place now that is, is, is like, we need to have stricter, more strict policies in place for gun violations. You know, like, well, if you get caught with a gun, I don't feel like, you know, that's a parole thing. I don't feel like, you know, and that's just me. Maybe I'm, you know, in the minority in that, you know, because for me that's not a race thing. You know, yes, we can look at statistics and see where a lot of the, the violent crimes are coming from. You know, we can look at the hood. We can say this and that. But for me, it should be across the board. You know, if you get caught with an illegal gun with serial numbers scraped off of it, if you're, you know, if you're, you know violent crimes, stabbings, murders, you know, um, you know shootings, those are the types of things you should go away for a very, very, very long time. Forget, and I think, like, we, we – and Malcolm X said this years ago. I posted the meme the other day. We get caught up in protesting for the rights of victims. Excuse me. I'm sorry. We, get, we, we don't get caught up enough in protesting for the rights of victims, but we find ourselves looking at the criminals and their rights or lack thereof and looking at how can we make their, you know, road, you know what I mean, their their journey throughout this, you know, racist system a little bit easier. You know, but, but, but for me, that's a little backwards. Because for me, the victims, the actual victims are getting the short end of the stick. And the criminals are the, like Meek Mill, like a lot of these, you know, these actual criminals who may or may not have been discriminated against for whatever reason, which is a problem in and of itself, but that's where the attention lies. That's what gets the, the, the headlines. That's what brings out Al Sharpton and Jay-Z and all these other people. But I, I think that's backwards. We will never know 
the name of that seven-year-old girl that was shot. But everybody and their mom knows who Meek Mill is. That's a problem for me. You know, and if that's not a problem for you, that's, 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 a, that's a shame. We care more about criminals and entertainers than we do actual victims of these crimes. I mean, just, just think about it for example. Let me just give you a better example. Not a better example, a different example. Nothing can get better than that, but a different example. Let's just say, you know, a, a young black man, you know, is riding down the street, you know, with a, with a trunk full of weed or a trunk full of cocaine, you know. And, and with, you know, he's, he's a drug dealer. He's going to distribute this. Not just possession. I'm talking about, you know, with distribution. But let's just say, hypothetically, you know, this, this person is, is harassed or is roughed up by the police, you know, and it's, and it's on tape. Let's just say it's on tape, you know. <laughs> the, the he- I can already see the tape surfaces, and the headline is young black unarmed man is, is roughed up by the police, is assaulted by police officers, young and unarmed. Can I just ask, like, why? That, that's, all, that's like one of those catchphrases, un- unarmed black man. I've been in the media for a very long time, so I know that how to do headlines. When I went to school for communications, they taught us specifically in journalism. They taught us specifically how to make a, a, a called a power headline. You know what's going to draw attention when you say young, uh, young unarmed black men. That's an automatic attention grabber. But what people need to understand is one, you don't have to just because you're unarmed. Does not necessarily mean you're not you're you're not in a situation where things can get a little rough. You're not doesn't necessarily mean you're not in a in a position where lethal force force can be used against you and, and justifiable force. We get so caught oh he didn't have a gun so what if he didn't have a gun? If you make a sudden movement if you have a, you know go in your 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 back pocket and you make a movement as if you're going for a gun. If I'm a police officer. Guess what's going to happen? So aside from that, let's just say this same person is, is, is a drug dealer. He has his intent to distribute these drugs, to sell drugs to your kids, to my kids, you know, kids in the hood. But that's not the focus. Because we, are the, we have been conditioned by the media to, to be so, you know, in tune to what are these cops doing, we lose sight of the fact that this young black unarmed man who was roughed up by by the police was riding around with a trunk of cocaine trying to sell make make some crack, you know, to flood the hoods with. And nobody sees a problem with that. And you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is not incorrect. That will be the headline. Young unarmed black, black man was beaten. He was maybe shot. <laughs> Never mind the fact that he's driving around, you know what I mean, looking to sell drugs to kids. You know, and I think I just like to see that, you know, that narrative change a little bit. You know what I mean? I'd like to see, um, you know, us be a little bit more aware of the reality of the situation, not what the media, the mainstream media, would like us to believe is the is the situation. There's a reason why we turn on the news, and you only see issues of race. There's a reason you only see violent things. You know, they don't, you know, they don't show the kids graduating with a 4.0 and, and you know 
full rides to, you know, different schools around the country. You don't see that. So on the news, you turn on your news. To me, that should be front-page news. But you turn on the news, it's who got shot, who got killed, what this white cop do to this, this young, unarmed black man. And we fall for it, hook, line, and sinker. So, that, so I, I say all that to say this. You know, there's this whole Donald Trump thing has been in the news lately. You know, and at first it was Steve Harvey. Then it was, you know, uh, Kanye West. Then it was, you know, now it's Kim Kardashian. And it's just like, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't understand this. I really don't understand it. And this whole Meek Mill thing is like, you know, and check out my special on Meek. I did a special maybe two or three weeks ago on specifically on, you know, Meek Mill and this whole, uh, you know, this whole his being released and uh, conversation around uh, criminal justice reform and prison reform. But one of the things that I don't understand is, well, first of all, let me just tell you what's going on. A few weeks ago, it was reported that Meek Mill got an invitation, you know, right when he got out, right when he was all in the news. He was on, what, 60 Minutes or whatever, Dateline, whatever he was on, you know, and they were like, you know, why don't you go to the White House and sit down with Donald Trump? And uh, he was considering it, they said, but, you know, Jay-Z convinced him to 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 not go. I have a, I have a, serious, a serious problem here. My issue is that we get so caught up in, in, in people's opinion of us. You know what I mean? We get so caught up, whether it's Facebook, whether it's social media, whether it's family and friends, we get so caught up in how we're being viewed, we lose sight of the things that are actually important. And, my, and it's like the, the logic behind it, or really, or lack thereof. But the, the lack of logic is astounding because what people will do is they'll say, well, the narrative is, well, Donald Trump doesn't care about black people. Well, it's, it's a photo op. Tariq said that, something ridiculous, made no sense whatsoever. That's a photo op. You know, it, it, no, it doesn't mean anything. It's not going to do anything. But my thing is this. If you are someone who cares about our youth, okay, you care about these kids. You care about young black men, young black women who are who are wrongfully uh, accused. You care about you know really bringing about a change. You could, I don't care if it's Santa Claus sitting in the White House. I don't care if it is just a photo op. What people need to understand is that sometimes if you take the first step. Okay, first of all, let me just say, do I think Donald Trump cares about, you know, pr- uh, prison reform? Do I think Donald Trump specifically cares about criminal justice reform? Absolutely not. Of course he doesn't care, right? I mean, you'd be crazy to think that he specifically cares. Really, you'd be, you'd be crazy to think that any of these presidents care. You'd be crazy to think Barack Obama cares about criminal justice reform. You'd be, you definitely would be crazy to think the Clintons care, care about criminal you'd be, you'd be out your mind to think that, you know, because they're, the, they're the ones that, you know, is, are really responsible for the, what, how things are now. But the reality is presidents in general have, have many agendas. And nowhere, listen, I don't care who is in office, 
no president has an agenda of helping niggas. Period. Black president, white president, female president, no one has an agenda of helping us. That's not the government's agenda. And it never has been and it never will be. So we can we can throw that out the window. This isn't think no one's gonna meet with Donald Trump. Oh, I'm gonna can I meet with you because I think you love me, because I think you care about me and, and you know, my people and my rights and our rights as, as, a, as a people, as a community. No one is doing it for that reason. But here's the thing. If you have Meek Mill, watch this, who is, you know, who's very popular right now, you have Donald Trump who's literally in the news every single day, and you say, hey, look, we want to look at this specific, uh, you know, uh, policy, we want to look at this policy, and we want to look at this policy. Not, not nothing broad, not just let's just sit down and brand, but, hey, we want to try to, you know, let's see if we can put our brains together and, one, acknowledge th- this is not right or these things are not right. Once we, if we can agree on that, which I think a lot of people have been able to do, like, whoa, this, that's really not cool. You know what I'm saying? If we can first agree on that and then say, hey, look, all right, so now, we, now that we agree, if this is not right, what can we do about it? You know, are there some executive orders you can possibly put in place? Is there some additional funding you can put here? And now, now here's the thing. Maybe that's possible. Maybe that's not possible. But you're starting the conversation. So for me, it, it would be common sense, you know what I'm saying, to sit down with someone who, and here's, let me just say this. People are, no disrespect, but some people are just, you know, people, some people are, are so, they're so straight-minded. They don't, they can't think outside of the box. You guys have to understand, and I, even I can see this. Donald Trump has been being called, has been called a racist for the last few, ever since he announced he was running for president. That's when that whole narrative started. So I believe that even though Donald Trump does not care about black folk, even though George Bush doesn't have that, none of these presidents care. Barack Obama doesn't even give a damn what's going on in his own town in Chicago. It's not on the president's agenda. These guys are going through stuff internationally. They're not worried about what's going on in the hood. You got to understand it. I get that. But in a very unique situation. He's in a very unique position. And that position is being is having everyone throw in this race, 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 race. Oh, you don't do it. Like, more so than Obama, more so than uh, Bush, really more so than anyone. I've never seen anything like it. So I can, and I've seen it. He's, he's like the type, okay, you're going to insult me. I'm going to fight back. I'm going to show you what's what. He's doing this stuff on purpose. I believe Donald Trump would do some, pass some legislation, you know, just to be like, F you, media. F you, people who are calling me racist. Ah, ah, nah, 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 nah. I passed this legislation to, to bring about criminal justice reform just to spite you. Listen, Donald Trump is an opportunist. I, you know what I'm saying? He is a businessman. If it can bring him money, if it can bring him notoriety, if it can bring a, a, a big F you to his, his critics, he is all about it. Yeah, I trust him. Watch, watch, mark my words. 
just because of all this racism stuff, just because of all these people saying, oh, no, I'm not going to meet with you, I guarantee he's going to do – he's already done some things. I've seen it, right? you know, stuff that's not getting published. But I guarantee you there's going to be a lot more stuff done in the inner city. There's going to be a lot of stuff done in the criminal justice reform system, just for in the prison reform system as well, just so he can be like, F you, F you, F you, and F you. You know, I guarantee it. That's why he's going out of his way saying, look, come meet me with me, Steve Harvey. Come meet with me, Kanye West. Come meet with me, Kim Kardashian. Come meet with me, Meek Mill. Come meet with me. Who wait? He's willing to meet with anybody. And I feel like if we, he's, and that, like I said, don't mistake it. Don't be stupid and mistake that those invitations for Donald Trump giving a damn about us. Don't, don't, don't mistake that. But understand he's very calculated. And I don't care what the motivation is. I don't care what the motivation is. And watch this. If Steve Hart, and I, I listen to what Steve Harvey said. They're like Steve. He said, Steve, why, why would you, why would you meet with Donald Trump? Steve said, Look, I don't care. He's pretty much said the same thing I'm saying. I don't even agree with Steve Harvey on a lot of stuff, but I agree with him on this. He said, Look, I don't. He's like, I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. He says, I don't trust Donald Trump. He said, But he said, he wants to he look. He said he sees what's going on in in the, in the hoods, specifically in Chicago, and he told me. He wants to clean it up. He said he wants to get some mentorship stuff going. He wants to put more police on the streets. He wants to get some of these guns and drugs off the streets. He's like, so I'm, he's like, that's what I'm about. He's like, so let's do it. He's like, and based on, he said it was a good meeting. You know what I'm saying? And he said he felt positive about what came out of that meeting. Now, please, somebody tell me, how is that a bad thing? I mean, how is getting guns off the street, gun, drugs off the street, how is, you know what I'm saying, like, how is that a bad thing? How is sitting down with Meek Mill, you know, and, and, and talking about how to fix the – first of all, I'm pretty sure, and this is like the minimum. This is like a bare minimum. At minimum, Meek Mill can tell Donald Trump many things about the criminal justice system about guns, about drugs, about gangs, about the streets, and about prison that Donald Trump has no idea about. I guarantee Donald Trump is oblivious about a lot of stuff. I can guarantee you somebody like a Meek Mill who's from the hood, who's from the streets, can tell Donald Trump a lot of things he probably doesn't even know. And maybe, just maybe, one of those things gets to him like, whoa, hey, that's, you're right, Meek, that's not cool. I hadn't thought of that. Let me. This is this is this is light work for me. Let me just. Matter of fact, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. I'm gonna call, make a call real quick. I'll do that today. I'll go ahead and tell so and so to you know go ahead and change this real quick. And I and, and just like hypothetically, maybe that could help hundreds or thousands of people. Just something real quick that Donald Trump might do, just to be like, yeah, ah, 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 I did it. Why would that be a bad thing? And this is no disrespect to anybody, but you're stupid if you think. That's not a good idea, and I'm just I'm just being real. That is a stupid, uh, negative, pessimistic way of thinking. If you think that a conversation is a bad thing, I wish I would get an invitation to to the White House. I wish I would get an invitation to you know, the Attorney General. You know how I many issues that I personally have, and I'm, you know, I'm nobody, I'm just, you know what I mean, 
I just have a lot of ideas. I just, you know what I'm saying? I do a lot of things in the community. I see a lot. I would love to be able to sit down with someone, anyone in a position of power to make some real change. I would love to do that, and I would be the one saying F you, F you, F you to anyone who had a problem with that. And I believe it's socially irresponsible to to say, you know what, I don't even want to have a conversation because of how it's going to look. That would label me a, a coon. That would label me a sellout for having a conversation. Don't y'all realize the thing, the people that Malcolm X and the people that Martin Luther King worked with as well as were willing to work with to bring about change? You know, whether it's a congressman, a senator, a president, a vice president, a director of this, you know, organization, like, these are things that have to happen. You don't have to like someone to work with someone to bring about change. You know, my pastor, I go to Enon here in Philly, he, he routinely, not to say he doesn't like it, I'm just using this as an example, but he works with all types of different, you know, uh, religions and faiths and cultures, different pastors, you know, whether it's Muslim, Jews, like all types of stuff throughout the city, around the world, in order to get things done. No one calls him a coon. No one calls him a sellout because that's what's necessary to bring about change. It's ridiculous. Not to, not to go on and on, but it's it's, it's, this has been burning me up, you know? Like, we got to get over the stupid stuff. And uh, 99.9% of the stuff that people are talking about is media-driven. It's all fake. It's all false. All this stuff that people are saying out here in the news is all for headlines. All right? So that, that's my thoughts on that. So yeah, let, let's get off that, man. You know, I, I was watching The Breakfast Club. I was watching The Breakfast Club uh or listen to a specific interview with uh, with Ti. Go back and listen to Ti. And they were like, they were like, they were asking, they were like, Yo, Ti. So if you got an invitation to go to the White House, would you go? And listen to his answer. Ti is one of the most respected. Ti is one of the most street credible, you know, rappers, whatever you want to call it, out there. And his answer is an answer that I actually enjoy. I actually agree with. I haven't heard anyone call T.I. a coon or a sellout. What he said was, he was like, look, he's like, man, I had to think about it. He's like, yeah, he said, I'll go. He said, yeah, I'll sit down with Donald Trump. But guess what he said? He said, I'm not going alone. He said, I'm not, he said, I'm from the streets. You know, he said, I'm from the streets. So I'm not, he said, I'm not a politician. I'm not a legislator. He said, look, if I go, he said, I'm bringing somebody that's no, that knows more than me. He's like, I'm, I think he said, I'll bring Angela Rye or I'll bring, Common, let me go with you know with Killer Mike or somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody that actually knows, you know, the ins and outs of the legal system, the political system. He's like, yeah, I'll go, but it, you know what I'm saying? Let me go so that I'm not, you know, because he's like, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be people on on, on Donald Trump's side. So I, he's like, let me bring my people. And guess what? <laughs> Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like that's what makes sense to do. And hopefully, if you if you bring your people, I bring my people. Let's figure out how we can bring some positivity. You know, is that is that going to be a, a a photo op? Yeah, yeah of course it will. That, that photo op. Will people talk about it? Absolutely. 
But watch this. What if, and here's like this, like the million dollar question. What if some positivity actually comes out of it? That's what nobody's talking about. Forget the positivity. I'm scared of the, the backlash. I don't want to be called a coon. How about Meek Mill? You grow some balls, right? How about everybody out there that's afraid? That's really all it's about. It's about fear, fear of not being accepted, fear of being ostracized in, you know, in the, the hip-hop community. I respect Steve Harvey for going over there. I respect Chrisette Michelle for going to sing the national anthem. I talked. I did a whole show on it right, right around the inauguration. She was she's saying that well, this is what nobody's talking about. She went there to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. She sang a gospel song. You know how many people heard that song that would not have heard that song, who may have even been unfamiliar with gospel? Maybe somebody's soul got saved that day from hearing. I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? Is that it? I thought that's what we as Christians are supposed to do. You know, and so we, we got to, you know, like I said, we got to stop the foolishness. We really got to stop the foolishness. Speaking of foolishness, this whole Roseanne thing. Can I talk about Roseanne for a little bit? Again, and like I said, first of all, let me say this. I've never seen Roseanne. I've seen a lot of movies. I've watched a lot of things. I, I can, I, my dad, my mom and dad watched it when I was growing up. Um, you know, I never watched. I've never seen it. It came back out. It was, you know, a couple episodes. From what I understand, it was the number one sitcom. Uh, in the country, you know, as of you know, recently, uh, I I didn't watch it, uh, so I I'm not really I don't I heard there was a lot of uh, you know like racist jokes in there or you know uh, you know what I'm saying like the character Roseanne is a, a Trump supporter so I don't I don't watch it. so I can't really speak to what was said what wasn't said you know what I mean the, the nature of the jokes on the show. From what I understand, Roseanne herself is a in real life a Trump supporter, um, and which does not necessarily make her racist. It's very important to say all Trump supporters are not racist, all Republicans are not racist. That is a ridiculous narrative. I have good friends, black friends who are Republicans, good friends who voted for Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Not you know, sellouts or coons, nothing stupid like that. That's just how they feel politically, and that's just what they, you know what I mean, which is fine. You know, it's not, it's, you know, everyone does not have to think the same way. All black people do not have to vote the same. It's, it's, it's so stupid to even think that you have, if you if you have a mind of your own, if you have a different voting preference than, than so-and-so, then that makes you lesser. It's, it's, it's foolishness. But, you know, so that's that was Roseanne. You know, she's done a lot of off the wall things. I was never a fan of her uh her comedy, uh her and I she I was never like I said I don't watch her, I don't support her. I saw what she said. I saw what she tweeted. Very inappropriate. Um very inappropriate, very um uh offensive. I think that one one of the things that I have a problem with, though, is that we throw way too many things out. We throw this whole racist term. Just We just throw it out. We are so sensitive as a people. And the, I'm going to tell you the irony of it. The irony of this whole racist, racist term and racism climate 
that we now live in. Not to say that we haven't always lived in, but I mean this new race. You know what I mean? Like, it's on a different level now. You know, we've always lived in a racist environment, a racist, a racist country, but now we live in a society where it's like every little thing that's picked up by the media is now blasted out to further incite a race war. It's like we're just feeding the gun, feeding the ammunition into the gun that fires out this whole and creates this racist climate that we live in. And so the irony is, and the problem that I have with him, you guys know me, I've been around white folk literally my whole life. Okay, elementary school, high school was predominantly white, went to a basically all-white college, been in corporate America, in and out of corporate America my whole adult life. So I've been in, I'm very familiar with white folk, know all about being around white people. And I got to be honest with you, I, I went to school in western Pennsylvania, which is really, if you know anything about western Pennsylvania, they, they call it the KKK capital of the world. You know, it's just like, you know, the most racist place, period. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know better than anyone, you know, what what it's like to be around racist white folk. I'm just trying to let you guys know I, I'm very, very familiar with racism and very familiar with white folk, all types of white folk, more than most, all right? That said, I have never – I'll say this. I've heard more uh, – derogatory, uh, racial slurs, um, inappropriate comments, slick comments, disrespectful comments centered around race from black folk about white folk, about Hispanic folk, uh, Middle Eastern folk ever heard from, from white people towards us. Okay. Let me just 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 let that let that marinate for a little. We and I and I said I've been around black folk more than you know my whole life as well. I mean we I just I won't even go into it, but the, the the racial slurs that I've heard black folk use and you I'm you know I'm not telling y'all anything y'all don't know like we all hear it, you know we've all heard it, you know calling it, you know wet bags. You know, talking about the Hispanics, uh, you know, cowheads, talking about, you know, Jewish stuff, you know, um, honkies, cracker. I mean, you know, all types of stuff coming from us, calling Japanese Japs, you know, chinky eyes. This and that. Go call a Jap. Go, excuse me, go call a Japanese person a Jap. Go call a Chinese person a chink and see what they, see what happens to you. You know what I mean? Go get one of these Bruce Lee looking like dudes and, and call him a, a Jap. Go, go, you just try it out. You know what I mean? they knock you out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, seriously. And, and people don't, we, are, we have become so desensitized and oblivious that and so it's like we are only concerned about ourselves. I have seen black folk. Standing next to another black person using blatantly racist terminology 
and they just, you know, not even, not even, it, it doesn't even phase them. Doesn't even, they're not even, they don't even, it's, it's like we are so conditioned to think that it's okay and to not care. But let, you know, let a white person be standing next to you, and he's not even talking to you, and he uses the term nigger, we're ready to fight. Does anyone see a problem with that? I'm just asking. Uh, that's what I'm just asking. I'm just asking, does anyone see a problem with that? Or am I tripping? Should it be okay? Because I've heard people say, you know, everything that we've been through as a people, hey, we, you know, we're we're allowed to call white folk funky. We're allowed to, you know, talk bad about the, the Hispanics and, you know, uh, Middle Eastern people and, and Chinese and Japanese and Koreans. I've heard people say, oh, you know, look at this Chinese nigga right here, this Chinese mother. Like, like, yo, you, you know he's Korean, right? I don't give a, you know what I mean? It don't matter. They all the same. <laughs> like, what? I'm just looking like, what did you just say? Wait, they're all the same. Like, how do you let Donald Trump say that? Let Donald Trump say, oh, you know, a black folk, you know, a black guy and a Puerto Rican guy or a black, you know, two guys from different cultures, but a brown. Oh, no, they're all the same. That would be front page news person says they're all the same talking about Koreans versus Vietnamese you know same thing people like oh Mexicans Mexico and Puerto Rico no they're all the same like yo are you stupid like what the heck are you crazy how are Mexicans and Puerto Ricans the same makes no sense but we want to get all up in arms saying, oh, no, I won't meet with Donald Trump because he's racist. But you got friends call, walking around talking about, oh, yeah, she got chinky eyes. How many, no, real quick, no, real quick, just, just really just ask yourself. How, most people have actually said it, but ask yourselves, how many of your friends have you heard say, oh, yeah, she got, oh, she got some chinky eyes and, and thought nothing of it? Don't lie to yourself. How many of your friends have said that? Do you have any idea how racist of a term, and that is a racial slur. You know that, right? And we don't even, first of all, most people don't know that, you know, first of all. Second of all, most people don't care. That is the, see, we are so, we are so conditioned, and like I said, desensitized and removed from what other cultures are doing. We're so wrapped up in our own stuff that we don't even see the fact, hey, this is what's offensive to them. Yeah, we know what's offensive to us. We get it. I know, you know, watermelon, the, the chicken jokes, the, you know, complexion stuff, this and that. I, of course, the, the gorilla stuff, oh, you know, like an ape. Or, okay, I get that. But do we even care what's offensive to other races and other, other cultures? Most people don't. So when Roseanne says, watch this, when Roseanne says, you know, she is spawned from the Muslim Brotherhood or something like that, you know, referring to Obama, you know, being a Muslim, you know, okay. And then she says, uh, you know, something about, you know, she looks like a, someone from the Planet of the Apes or something like that. And, and if you look at, you know, that whole thing surrounding, you know, black people looking like apes and gorillas, you know, obviously, yes, that can be interpreted as uh, as racism. Watch this. I'm gonna tell you a quick story, and this is—I'm gonna tell you how—I'm gonna tell you how I feel about that one. But let me explain something to you. I was watching—I play tennis. How do you know? I played—I'm in the league. I played all my life. 
So I watched tennis. I was watching this, and you may have heard about this in the news. There was this announcer that made a comment. He said, I, it was a, I forget the player. It was a black player that he was referring to who used a, a technique when you're, you, you come in off of a, 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 the second serve. Your first serve is obviously going to be really fast. First serve doesn't go in. You have a second serve. Most tennis players, they take something off of their second serve. It's going to be considerably slower. So some people do like what they, the announcer called a guerrilla tactic of storming the net so you can really put that second serve away and win the point. I actually do that. I, but this guy, it was just crazy. What people, first of all, anybody know what guerrilla warfare is? You know what I'm saying? Guerrilla warfare is a, is a military term. It's, you know, you you just kind of blitz your, your enemy. You just come at them really fast. And so that's that's called guerrilla warfare. That's an actual military term. And most people are, don't know that. And so this announcer, you know that this announcer was fired and, and, and talked about and This was national news. He, said, he referred to this black player as a guerrilla, you know. But what people don't understand and I got because I played tennis, and you know my dad is in the, was in the military. I understand what guerrilla warfare is, and I understand that technique. He said, "Yeah, he's using guerrilla these guerrilla tactics." But did you guys do you guys know that the announcer who was fired for picking a racist, he wasn't calling the player a guerrilla, freaking idiots. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't calling the player a guerrilla. He was saying that player who happened to be black was charging the net and using a guerrilla tactic, meaning like guerrilla warfare, blitzing the net, blitzing his enemy, blitzing his opponent. But people are so conditioned to take offense without doing research. They're so conditioned to doing no research whatsoever and just 100% following what the media wants you to follow that they just assume that this announcer who probably never work again, never you know, commentate another tennis match ever again, that, he, that he's a racist. Now, now watch this. You Google that story, you're going to see this guy is a racist. But how many people who just listened to what I just said still think that announcer was racist? Probably not too many. There was nothing racist about it. Okay? Now, watch this. Now, I told that story for a reason. This is going to be an unpopular opinion. Roseanne referred to, basically made reference to the Muslim, the Muslim face, basically implying that Barack Obama is a Muslim, right? His assistant, you know what I'm saying? That's basically saying that she's associated with him and he's a Muslim, so she must be Muslim. And so basically saying she looks like a gorilla. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you, John. This is my thoughts on it. And this may be unpopular. This may not be right. But here, this is a... a this is like something that may shock you. But in my opinion, <laughs> everyone that is said or everyone that says someone looks like a gorilla, guess what? That's not necessarily racist. Y'all know that, right? Like, let me give you an example. If I say, you know what, I don't know, uh, I'm just going to try to pick something. Uh, like me and my friends, sometimes we talk about women. You know, what she look like? What's that? You know what I'm saying? We've always done it since kids. Nah, you think she's pretty? Oh, I don't really find her that pretty. Just like women do. Oh, Morris Chestnut, this. You know, uh, uh, Michael Ely, that. Okay. 
Yeah, I, Serena Williams. I don't really think Serena Williams is pretty like that. Yeah, I think she kind of looks like a monkey or she like a gorilla. Now, that might be, you could be like, oh, man, he said that. That's ignorant. That's ignorant. Well, watch this. If I say that about Serena Williams, is that, is that being, is that racist? Is that a racial slur? Is that a, is that a race thing? Or is, is they don't just being ignorant? Well, most people are like, yeah, you're, you're ignorant. You, you called her a monkey. You called her, you said she's ugly. Okay, fine. But is that a race thing? No. Watch this. But if Johnny is talking to some of his white friends and says, no, yeah, I don't really like Serena Williams. To me, she kind of looks like a, she's kind of diesel. She looks like a, like a, a, a nickelback gorilla. Like, what? So, excuse me, silverback. Like, whoa. What's, whoa, let's get Johnny. Oh, let's get Johnny in for some. Some 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 uh some human resources uh you know what I'm saying we got to have a conversation Johnny that's racist you refer to a black person as a gorilla but I'm I'm, I'm talking to my black friend Daydon we're just having a conversation wait, wait how is that you know what I mean how is that right he said it so I can't you guys see my point now what now people may argue well no you know Johnny needs to be a little bit more. Uh, aware of his environment, he can't say the same thing that Dayton can say. That's true. But at the core of it, was Johnny being racist by saying that? If we're being honest, no, he was not. If we're being honest, Johnny is not a racist. Did he say some inappropriate things? Absolutely. Did he say something in bad taste? Absolutely. But it was it a race thing? Not in my opinion. Now, watch this. Let's go back to Roseanne because I don't like to sugarcoat her glance. So I want to talk about Roseanne. It, here's the thing. Let's just break this thing down. And I'm not defending. I don't know Roseanne. I'm not a fan of Roseanne. I don't have any. I don't have a dog in this race. But for me, right is right and wrong is wrong. It is referring to Barack Obama. Is referring to Barack Obama's assistant. It's whoever. And, and referring to them as, as Muslims, is that racist? Is, you just think about it. Is that, is that racist? If I say, you know what, no, not if I say, but if Johnny says Barack Obama, I, don't, I think he's a, he's, a, he's a Muslim. Is that racist? Some, many people will say yes. If Roseanne refers to Barack Obama as a Muslim, then she's a racist. But if I say, and I'm going to go ahead and take the if out of there, because I, and this is what I'm saying, I personally believe Barack Obama is a Muslim. Okay? I believe there's not a Christian bone in his body. And I'll, you know, we can talk about why I believe it. And I'm not, this is no hypothetical. That's what I believe. I think this whole thing is a sham. Okay? And I've been thought that. For many reasons, but, you know, which we can talk about later. I say it, then it's just, okay, whatever. That's how you feel. You know, we can, people, will want to, I'm sure, want to know why I feel that way. But if anyone other than me that has a, a pale skin complexion says it, then they're racist. It's interesting to me. Is, is, is Donald Trump racist? for questioning Barack Obama's origins, questioning his birth, his, his, his country of, of birth. 
I don't believe so because I question his birth. You know what I mean? I question the fact that the only person who was able to substantiate his, his uh, and specifically signed off on his birth certificate was mysteriously killed in a plane crash flying over a Hawaii. I find that to be extremely coincidental, you know, but that's not, I don't think that's racist. That's just, whoa. So the person who handled his actual birth certificate died over, a, you know, over the, the, the plane crash over Hawaii? Well, that's coincidental. That, you know, that's unfortunate. So, that's guys, my point with all this, we can talk about the things that we disagree with, you know, whether it's amongst ourselves, whether it's amongst people with other races. My point is that everything is not about race. If I say to someone, Johnny says, hey, you know, she looks like a gorilla. He might, you know what I'm saying? That's not necessary. It can be. Don't get me wrong. I've seen, I've seen, and I'm just being specific. I've seen and heard many racial slurs having to do with, you know, animals. Like, for example, I told you guys a few months ago, I was playing tennis with some white, some white guys, and they were like, man, they, they got, I wiped, I wiped the court with those dudes. And as we were walking out, he's like, man, I sure am hungry. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to definitely leave here. I'm gonna, let's go get some fried chicken. He's like, man, you know, I think I'm going to get some watermelon too. <laughs> like, like, I'm like right there. Like, they're being disrespectful. You know, so don't get me wrong. I know what racial, racial slurs are when I see it and hear it. But everything that is, watch this, everything that's offensive, thing that's inappropriate is not necessarily racist. Okay. Is what Roseanne said, is what she said ignorant? Of course. Is what she said, a lot of her jokes are offensive. To refer to someone, you know, to make a joke about someone's religion is ignorant. To make a joke about someone looking like a a, a gorilla or a monkey or an ape is ignorant. Now, we can talk about, like, we have, it's not, it's not ignorant. For me to be like, you know, I, I don't believe he's a, he's a Christian uh, based on his political beliefs, based on a lot of things he stood in a pulpit and, and made a and blasphemed the name of Jesus Christ and, and made a mockery of, of uh, Jesus Christ. I, you know, watched it with my own eyes. So I, I don't think feel like any true Christian would ever make fun of Christ and blaspheme the name of, uh, of God and you know, many different things that I've seen from him. I don't believe him to be a Christian. That's I believe that because I don't think the world, and definitely not this country, is ready for a uh, a president of of a different faith, whether that's you know, Jewish, whether that's uh, Muslim, Hindu. I don't believe we're well, I don't believe we're not ready for that. So that's why I think they came up with this this whole thing. And you know, one thing I will say is is really just do some research. All right. A lot of people think that see people don't. And this is not conspiracy. This is not. Uh, this is just reality. Barack Obama is a very, 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 very well-traveled person. He lived all over the lived many different places of the world. The vast majority of his upbringing spent a lot of time in Indonesia. Uh, if you guys know about Indonesia, uh, you know, ninety percent Muslim. Uh, many different places throughout the course of his, his life. And 
um, if you really look at it, if you do some research, he's been he's he's been around uh, for the vast majority of his life the, the culture of of Islam. Um, if you got and I'm not I don't know and I'm not saying that means anything. That's not to say you know you've been around Islam your whole life. You've, you know, that's been like your upbringing, and you convert to Christian. That's not impossible. I'm not saying it's not possible. Um, and I, you know, just do some also do some research on on the ring uh, that Barack Obama wears. Okay, just do some his wedding ring, which is not really a wedding ring. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like that's the thing. A lot of people don't even know. Like people talk, they defend Obama. They you know they have no idea what I'm even saying. They like, oh yeah, you know he was born in Hawaii. No, I'm not talking about where he was supposedly born. I'm talking about where he lived, where he was raised. The culture that he was brought up in. Do some research on that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but look at also look at his ring. Look at what is inscribed on the ring. Like for example, when I met my wife, you know, we got we met, we dated. You know, I got her an engagement ring. Together, we went to pick out wedding rings, right? So she got a wedding band to compliment her engagement ring. I got a wedding band, which I currently wear. That's not what Barack and Michelle did. You know what I mean? I mean I'm not, this is all well-known knowledge, common knowledge. The ring that Barack Obama wears is a ring that he's had almost his whole life. And if you look at, just Google, what, what is written, you know, what's, it's not, you know, English, but if you, if you look up, what does what is inscribed on Barack Obama's ring? Just just do that and see what you find. Just see what comes up. What does Barack Obama's Google? What does Barack Obama's ring mean? What does that mean? What's on it? What's written on? Just Google that and see what you come back with. Look up who is. Barry Sotero, and I'm not gonna go too deep into it. I don't want to get shut off. They they like they shut me down when I talk like this. You know what I mean? Just but just Google that name. Just Google some things. And this is why, let me ask you one last question. One last question. So I want to talk more a little bit more about Rosen. Why has why is the name Barry Sotero, which is his actual name? Why has that name never been mentioned in the mainstream media ever? Why has no one in the news ever mentioned that name, which is the name that he's gone by his entire life until shortly he, until he decided to get into politics? Barry Sotero. Why, you know, Barry. Remember they on Netflix. There's a there's a uh, a movie entitled Barry. Why do you think they chose that name, that nickname? Well, the reason is because that's what he was known as. No one called him Barack. Barry. All right, I'm, I'm I'm done with it. So Roseanne. Now watch this. Do I believe that Roseanne? Because I want to be clear. Should Roseanne have been canceled? Absolutely. You darn right. What she said was for to for, to be in a, um, you know, she's not a, you know, a, a political or social. Like she's not like Joan Rivers. Like Joan Rivers could say stuff like that and did say stuff like that. You know, like. And, and but Roseanne put stuff out there, and there are consequences. It's kind of like if you're a comedian and you make certain jokes, 
you take a chance at people not coming to your shows no more. That's just what happens. You know, if you offend people, then you got to face the consequences. If you, if I do a talk show and I say things that people don't like, the only thing people can do to me is just not listen. Like, that's not going to, you know, I've been doing that for over 10 years. People, I say things, offend people, you know, or whatever. But she, that's not the situation she's in. If she says something that, that's offensive, then you, like, she works for somebody. She's not the boss of that network. <clears throat> So she her show got canceled, and and the, the, what the head of the head of ABC programming or whatever is a black woman, so she definitely messed up. So absolutely, her show should have been canceled, and she you know has to face whatever consequences, whether it's losses of sponsorships or whatever you know happens, that's on her. You know, but here's my issue, and I put this on Facebook. I said, and real quick, should I see some people listening on uh. What's this Facebook Live? Shout out to you guys. One thing I said on on, on Facebook was, if because Roseanne was canceled because of racism, to me, I said Joy Behar and The View, also on ABC, should have been canceled for making a mockery of Christianity. I used the hashtag of stop. You know, and I will continue, you know, the whole hashtag thing is basically things that I just have observed and feel like need to stop. Because for me, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. How do you, and for those of you who are not, because somebody asked me, said, well, you know, I think Terrence, shout out to Terrence, my frat brother, he asked me, he said, well, you know, what what was said? He said, what was said? I said, well, Terrence, like, are you unfamiliar with what, what happened? He said, yeah, no, I, I didn't see it. And I said, that's part of the problem. Why does every everyone knows about Roseanne, right? Because if it's about race, oh, they the media blasted. Every, they made sure everybody knows about Roseanne, whether it's Trump, Roseanne, any Nick Mill. I mean, anybody who is even remotely uh, uh, a victim of any type of race related, you know, stuff, they're gonna make it known. Everybody in their mom knows about Roseanne. But my thing is, and I've, I've, like I said, I'm 40 years old. I've been in the media myself for many, many years. You know what I'm saying? And I've never seen anything like this. How do you, I mean, Christianity is the largest religion in the world. Okay. How do you offend billions of people? You know what I'm saying? And that's okay. How do you, like, what did she say? What she said was, she was saying that she was basically saying that you know people who allow the Holy Spirit to talk to us, you know, as you, if you're a Christian, you already know what the Holy Spirit is like, you know, God the Father, you know, Son, Holy Spirit, you know, people maybe in church and they say oh they got the Spirit in them so they're doing different things shouting and. You know what I mean? What different things like that. Everyone knows what the Holy Spirit is. Like, it's not a a, a weird thing. It's not, you know, she referred to people who allow the Holy Spirit to overtake them and and speak to them as, as being mentally ill or mentally challenged. How do you, how do you do that? How do you offend 
an entire religion, the the largest religion, and and that be okay? Can somebody just answer that question? How do you do? How is that okay? If you get somebody who, you know, says you know, Islam, uh, if you oh uh, you must be you you pray five times a day. Well, what? what what, praying once isn't good enough for you, or you got to pray five times? What, what, God didn't hear you the first time, so you got, like, something stupid like that? You, you, you know, how much, you know how, how much of an outrage there would be? Do you have any idea how, how much backlash there would be if somebody even said something crazy like that? You couldn't get away with that. That would be the end of that person's career. You know what I mean? See, the problem, but the problem with it is, is that we live in a society that's unfortunately run by people who worship Satan. I know that seems a little weird. That seems like you know crazy. But if you know anything about how the world works, you know you know we live in a satanic society. What I mean by that is, it's it really exactly how it sounds. But in a, aside from how it sounds. Um, we live in a society that glorifies all the things that God hates, whether that's money, guns, drugs, violence, sex. This is a society that that's what this society is built on, political, everything that God hates. Satanism is essentially the loving the things that God hates. So that's what I mean. That's one of the things that I mean when I say we live in a satanic society. Just in a, in a in a very general, you know, way. That's we live in a satanic society. But in a more specific way, we live in a very satanic society with driven by celebrities and people in power who specifically worship Satan. You know what I mean? Like they, that's what they do. You know, um, which I'll and I'll elaborate on that in a few minutes. A lot of people don't know that side of it. They think that when they see all these hand symbols being thrown up people running around talking about 666 and all types of weird stuff with their tongue out and covering up with one eye and throwing up the, the pyramid, you know, the dot, you know, all that stuff, you know, that they think is, oh, that's just a coincidence. I, don't, I, I see him doing that. I see all these newscasters and these politicians and entertainers and celebrities doing all this weird stuff. Oh, that's just, that's just what they do. No, it's not just what they do. It's that's, you know what I mean? That's what they're, that's a form of worship. You ever watch the Oscars? You ever watch the Grammys? Stuff is filled with it. So, so my where I'm going with this is, I don't believe Roseanne. Well, first of all, like I said, Roseanne should have been canceled. I have no problem with her being canceled. But my thing is, if you're gonna make a statement that strong for the number one rated show in the country, the number one rated sitcom in the country, why not take off the number one rated, you know, talk show, you know, called The View? Or at least replace her with someone who's a little bit more, a little less insensitive. That would be my thought. You know what's what's the difference? You know what's the how how is a see a few years ago I did a special entitled race versus religion. You know, and I will never you know because the Bible doesn't do this. So why should we do it? Why should we put race over religion? The Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, you know, but against principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. 
So why, if that's the case, because the issue is not flesh and blood, black versus white, the real issue is spiritual wickedness in high places, the presidents, the politicians, the celebrities, the entertainers. That's the, the, the spiritual wickedness that they bring to the table. That's It says in the Bible, that's the real problem. It says it's not about flesh and blood. Because that's the case, why do so many people put race above religion? Why would we choose, like, for example, we could, you know, when it comes to politics, they do it in politics. They'll say, okay, well, Donald Trump is a racist, you know, so I'm going to vote for Clinton. Well, Hillary Clinton supports homosexuality, transgenderism, abortionism. <laughs> abortionism. <laughs> you know what I mean? She supports all these things that are obviously displeasing to God. So, you know what I'm saying? That's not to say I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. But I'm damn sure not going to vote for somebody who supports transgenderism and homosexuality and, and, and all this other stuff, this crazy satanic agenda that's at hand. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's what I'm saying. Politically, why do, we, why do we put race over religion? Socially, why do we put race over religion? It is what it is. I know why the media does it. I'm saying why do we do it? Why do so many Christians classify themselves as Democrats? I don't, I don't get it. And there's no disrespect. You vote how you, you know, how you feel, but that's just a question. Why do this? Really ask yourselves. We all know how God feels about homosexuality. Definitely know how God feels about transgenderism, all this other craziness, abortion. Why do so many Christians support politicians who would love? To, you know, whose platform is based on things that God hates. It's, it's rhetorical, but think about it. So that's how I feel about Joy Behar. You know what I'm saying? The View. Cancel Roseanne. Get her out of it. I didn't watch it before. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I won't, didn't watch it this time around, but it's just a question. You know? I posted recently Kanye West. He posted a... Uh, you know, I talked about this last week, a, a, a crown of thorns depicting himself as Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Nobody cared about that. No one, you know, it wasn't a big deal. But all of a sudden, people doing other things is a big deal. It is what it is. One of the things I said online that was interesting to me, um, I said, uh, it's sad that in many cases, black folk are quicker to boycott white businesses than they are to support black businesses. You ever notice that? I mean, we will be the first to boycott. Oh, I'm Starbucks, oh, no, Dove Soap, okay. Somebody, whoever else, I'm, I'm going to boycott that. But let one of your friends, like, hey, you know, I'm having a business, business meeting. And I'm not even talking about the... The, you know, the, the pyramid stuff, because I avoid those, biz, quote, unquote, business meetings, too. I ain't going in there. Hey, I'm having a little get-together at my house. It's, you know, some type of pyramid scheme. Like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about, an, you know, an actual business, somebody wanting to just get stuff off the ground, you know, to, to, to not work for the white man. And, and do we support? Not Not usually, you know. How many black talk shows are, are there on TV? 
You know, Magic Johnson had a show. Queen Latifah had a show. Arsenio came back, had a show. Canceled, just like that. Why? Because we didn't support. You know, we, we tend to not support certain things. You know, if it's not uh, something that is uh, beneficial to us, obviously beneficial to us, we don't support it. If it's not, you know what I mean? If it's not directly uh, beneficial to us. You know, we, we don't we don't support. And so one of the things that I feel like I, I want us to start doing is a better job of actually supporting. You know what I mean? Don't just boycott when you feel like you've been victimized. All right? Someone's telling me my I lost my Facebook Live feed, so if you guys are listening on Facebook Live, just go back and listen and catch out the full show at uh, com. You know, but yeah, let me ask y'all a question. Just, you know, every, everyone is talking about this uh, Drake situation, okay? Drake and, and, and Kanye, uh, excuse me, Drake, Kanye, what came at Kanye West, he came at Pusha T, he came at, you know what I mean, that whole, that whole good music thing. Everyone's saying, you know, wow, this is like, a, like exciting. You know, this is like, wow, this is major. You know, Pusha T responded, came out with a song dissing Drake, talking about how he has a, a illegitimate illegitimate child. Um, you know, he's hiding a child. He's doing this. He's doing that. You know, and the reality is, I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. But what I did say on Facebook was, Drake is out here yelling. You know, putting in his music. Six six six. Now, everyone knows that the music industry is is evil. The music industry is satanic. These directors, the producers, you know, just the video, you know, I mean, the editors. It's all one big thing. They're putting all types of symbolism. Most of you have caught it by now, you know. Or then again, maybe most people haven't, because you know, I I would think that most people, but be surprised how many people can watch but not see anything. Um, even though it's like right in your face. But Drake is, you know, it's weird because, and it's interesting because I guess he thinks people are stupid. And many people are, no disrespect. But he he, he thinks that because he's from, quote, unquote, the six, you know, that's what they call Canadians. You know, he's from Toronto. Okay, he calls himself the, the six guy. So in his music... You know, he he like it'll say just six six six, and I guess I guess people are supposed to just think that he's speaking and and representing his city, right? I guess that's what we're supposed to think, right? Like, you know, people, if you think that, you've got a lot to learn about the industry and specifically the music industry. But that's what he does, and no one says anything about it. You know, people are throwing up the signs and, you know, all types of stuff. And no one says anything. But the moment that Pusha T disses him, the moment that they have this, this this conflict, that's when people want to start, you know, getting fired up. They want to go crazy. Oh, my God, this is the best thing in the world, this, this rap beef. Like, yo, you don't, you don't know what he's been doing this whole time? 
people like Jay-Z and Kanye West, who are actual Satanists, act, actual practicing Satanists. And, and that's evident if you know what to look for. But, all, but it's, if it's a rap beef, <laughs> you know what I mean, then it's, oh, oh God, let's, now let's, let's tune in. Let's wake up out of our slumber, out of our stupor, and, and actually pay attention, you know, to what's going on out here. So that that's basically what I wanted to talk about today. I'm 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 gonna get ready. I, I had I want I'm gonna save this uh this ask stay on advice question. I, I I talked a little bit longer than I intended to today, so I'm gonna save that one for next time. But I just want you know I want people to just you know think about this stuff. Um, you know think about you know the 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 media. Think about what we are what we see every day, and really ask yourself like, wow, what am I seeing? What am I hearing? What's the what's the constant ongoing narrative? You know what I mean? Like, which is it's basically, you know, race, 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 race. You know, we got this whole Me Too thing. Morgan Freeman. You know, everyone's talking about Morgan Freeman is the latest casualty of the Me Too movement. I'm not really worried about that. What I find to be interesting is the and this is what nobody's talking about. Is what is the fact that Morgan Freeman, you know, and I don't know if it, I don't want to slander him. I don't know if this is true or not, but there are actual uh, reports and eyewitness accounts that suggest that Morgan Freeman was having an affair, granddaughter. Right now, watch. This. I'm gonna leave you. Over, I'm gonna leave you over this. I'm gonna give you something to think about. I don't know how he actually had a step granddaughter. You see them in pictures, you know, you can see the pictures. But what I find to be interesting is the fact that this young woman, I remember when this happened a few years ago, she was murdered. She was murdered, watch this, at 3.33 in the morning. And the media was very deliberate to say the time that she was murdered. I don't know why that's important. I, mean, I, I know why, but, you know what I mean? It's interesting that that was important to, to name the fact that she was, watch this, <laughs> this is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. She was stabbed. Watch this. I can't even say it. She was stabbed 33 times, 3 in the morning. That's all I'm going to say about it. That, that, Google it. Just look it up. Just go, and if you know anything about, just look up the symbolism, you know, of the number 3 in, in, in Satanism. Uh, you can even type in Illuminati symbolism. Um you know, numerology, you know, the, but the, the number three is very significant. And I just find it to be interesting, you know, but that, and, and, and it's, it's interesting that people find the whole Me Too situation more interesting and newsworthy than the fact that his step-granddaughter was murdered, stabbed 33 times at 3.33 in the morning. And, no, and it might have, yo, don't get, oh, don't get me lying. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, it was on her 33rd birthday. I, just look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Just look it up. Look it up. It's crazy out here, guys. But look, I'm going to get ready to wrap it up. You know, if y'all think I'm lying, check this stuff out. It's crazy. You know what I mean? It's so, there's so, listen, there's so much more crazy stuff going on than what the media reports 
whatever you see going on on CNN, on Extra Access Hollywood, your Facebook news feed, there's so much more stuff, evil and sinister things that are happening. And you got to be aware of that. All right? <laughs> Stay woke. You know what I mean? That's why I, I laugh at that term. I laugh at that term because there are people literally sleepwalking through life. All right? There are people literally sleep, have no idea about anything that I'm talking about right now. Their favorite celebrities, their favorite politicians are the most evil people in the world. Okay? But yet you let them tell it. They're, they're, they're saints. They walk on water. You know? But they're the most evil person in the world. And, and it's like documented. Like whether it's lyrics in their songs, whether it's political policies being put in place, like actual evil things are happening. And the same, those same people that love these people, that, that, that the Bible says, love not things in the world, don't love people in the world. You know, if you love, if you, if you want the love of the world, the love of God will not be in you. Like all these things that people ignore just to be included. You know what I'm saying? But those same people who, who, are, who may be passionate about race relations, you know, racial slurs and different things, then, then all of a sudden, oh, that, that brother is woke. Just look like what? That, oh, that, that's being woke? <laughs> if, if those people are woke, I don't know what I am. You, you know what I mean? What the heck am I? What are people, you know what I'm saying, who really know what's going on out here? I really know how the world works. If that's woke, I don't want to be. Let me be asleep. You know, if, I, if, if following what happens on CNN every day and, and, you know, going along with the crowd and just focusing on putting race over religion, if that's being woke, I, I'm good. I don't need to be woke. Call me something else. You know what I mean? But, guys, I appreciate you listening. I, and also I, I apologize for the, uh, like I said, the, the technical difference. I don't know, something's going on with Facebook Live. So um, I'll, I'll put the link for the people who are listening on Facebook Live, maybe it got cut off. I will uh, put the full link of the show when it's available right there on that thread so you can uh, listen to the full show. So, guys, I thank you for listening, and I will see you uh, every single Thursday at noon. Follow me on social media. Everything is at Daydon Tolbert. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Ask Daydon. Uh, Tolbert Relationship Counseling, 855-55-Daydon. If you want to set up a free consultation, you guys for listening, and I'll see you all next week.
date on be your motivation, child. A date on to overcome and rock your world. Mm. Date on be your motivation, child. A date on to motivate you, girl. Date on be your motivation, child. A date on to overcome and change your world. You don't ever have to settle for less. Let the tears fall 